a big work on the project that we're doing right now. We're working on the Free Taylor Project, and it's going to be kind of a, you know, documentary type, maybe series, maybe a documentary. We're still working on the on the scope of that, but he was able to work with us and capture a very special event. Brian, do I got you on the phone? Yes, you do. How you doing, Taylor? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's nice to have you with us. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. So you were a part of the the basically first in history candlelight vigil that was dedicated to the 1,300 men and women that are with sentences currently that are going to die in prison, and you basically captured all the footage of that and, and were able to go around and do some interviews and I just really want to get it from your perspective kind of the impact that it had on you and what you thought about what went on yeah yeah I mean it was uh I think initially you know we were talking about uh, this event when it was uh, coming up in about a couple of weeks or whatever and I think initially I thought that this was uh, I guess I went into it kind of not easily. I, for whatever reason, I just felt like I thought the, the justice system had a better checks and balances system in place. You know, I, I didn't realize, for whatever reason, I didn't realize people were, people that had been re rehabilitated and people that were showing improvement were not let out. I, I didn't even understand that that didn't even, that wasn't happening. I, I guess I just trusted that the, that the criminal justice system that we had in place, they were if people were in jail and still in jail, there was a reason for that. It wasn't because maybe they didn't they didn't pass certain psychological tests or they didn't pass certain different benchmarks that show that their improvement. And so I just I just felt like that was already kind of a given. And I think showing up at the event and starting to interview people and talking about stuff, I, I think I was blown away. I was just like, this this isn't happening. There's there's not a valid parole system, a really solid parole system in place, I'm like, I mean, what? I, I guess that was my, my initial um, reaction to it, was kind of like, just completely naive to the fact that this has been going on, and I feel like we're such a, we're progressing along as a, as a country, and just in technology, and the things that we are able to do, and learn, and, and how come our, our criminal system is just so archaic, I, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. I think I'm just more surprised than anything else. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, and this is coming from somebody who really just kind of had a, a general idea of what they thought it would be, just kind of assumed, right? Is that what I'm hearing you saying? And so upon further yeah. look into it, you know, you kind of, it opens your eyes a little bit as to what the reality of things are. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's not, um, it's not, it's not currently taught or, or uh, yeah, I guess the general public is just not aware of, of the systems that are in place, and unless you are in trouble with the law, unless you are facing those kinds of things, you begin to, that's where you get exposed, I guess, to how they have it in place, or what, how the system is in place and so if you're not you know like for me I, I think the worst thing I ever you know my when I was like 13 or 14 years old about maybe about 15 years old I, I got involved in smoking weed and, and got in trouble and, and and at one point got 
overnight in jail. Um, not even in jail. It was more like a detention kind of thing. It wasn't even quite a jail cell. And even that, you know, I didn't really have any understanding, you know, of like all I know is they kind of they slapped my wrist and headed me on my way. And I, I had no clue that there were people in there that were serving life sentences uh, and, and were not going to be able to get, get out, you know. And it's just, it just, I wasn't aware of that, you know. Yeah. It's it's a pretty heavy duty subject, and it's it's something that definitely is a conversation that we're trying to open up and really make awareness to people like yourself and people that really have no idea, or or you know maybe there would be something different in place. So I'm just yeah. very thankful that that you took on this project and and came out and you know the. The footage that you've captured, from what I understand, is, is high-quality stuff, man. So I know that we're going to be able to really reach, I think, a lot of people with this yeah. because, you know, that's really what it's about is getting the message out there and, and trying to open up the minds of people to really take a look at it and, and see, you know, it's like you got to really see it to really understand it. Otherwise, maybe people are just going to think, oh, well, they're just a bunch of criminals. They're just trying to get out of prison, you know? <laughs> of course they're going to say that stuff. But, yeah, you know, when you yeah, actually like... look a little deeper, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you make a good point. I mean, like, if people, do, if people just don't know, you know, like the general public just does not know, I think that they, they base a lot of their, like, if this was brought up into, you know, in the, trying to pass a bill and, and, and we're trying to get the general public to understand, you know, what's going on here. I think most people kind of think, well, just like me, that hey, the people that are in there, they did they did a crime and and they're still in there for some sort of reason, right? We did, I guess we're just unaware of the fact that there's not a, a solid rehabilitation program and a program in place that... that not only rehabilitates and helps them get on course while they're in there, but that prepares them for when they get out. And I feel like it's almost like the government, you know, just wants to stay out of sight, out of mind. But I, I feel like unless you're able to really touch a lot of the people like me that are just out there that are clueless, I think that the widespread adoption is really what, what needs to happen in this place. You know, it needs to there needs to be more of a broader awareness in the general public, not just in those that are personally affected, that, you know, family that have people in, in prison, you know. It needs to be bigger than that. There needs to be more people supporting it that aren't even personally affected by it, you know, just, just people that are living their lives and unaware that so much of their money, you know, every day, every week, every year, is going toward this prison system that is flawed. And we weren't aware that that was flawed. And why are we wasting our money on that? Why aren't we putting it into things that rehabilitate and get them back into society so they can contribute and they can be a part of society, you know? I mean, that is the the biggest thing that would be a cause for the general public who doesn't necessarily have any ties to anybody that's in prison or has never dealt yeah. with it themselves is, is the money factor that you touched on there. It's like so much yeah. of the tax dollars are going towards yeah. this system. A lot of money. A lot. And 
so they're constantly running out of money too, wanting more. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is the purpose of that? To just continue growing this incarcerated population, or are they trying to reduce it? You know, and trying to make people that come to prison if, if they did get on that lifestyle come to prison and when they get out they're going to not come back again or they're not going to get a life sentence and then just continue to grow that population of people that are just going to be in here forever you know because it costs like I want to say I saw the numbers around 50000 a year to house somebody in here so yeah, if you maybe. if you look at that times you know it's, it's getting up there close to 20,000 people, I believe, in, in Washington State that are incarcerated currently. You look at that and, and you say 50,000 a year for each of those people. Jeez Louise, that's that's a lot of money, you know? And, and mm. if it's not even going towards something that is going to, in the end, help people and reduce that amount of people that go back, but yet it keeps growing. You know, what? what is the purpose of that? And why is there not something in place when we have all these, you know, scientists and psychologists and all these different programs and things that we know help and really work, and not to mention all the people who have rehabilitated, such as I'm, yeah. I'm a great example of somebody who's done a whole lot of different stuff throughout my time in the last 14 years incarcerated yet. I have a lifestyle possibility for all sentence. There is no option for me other than my own hope that I've created. You know, throughout the project that we've done, you know, we made a magazine that reaches across America throughout the prisons to provide a platform to give people hope and saying, hey, do something better with your life and look at things that can happen for you. There is potential in a future here. Not to mention, like myself that was stuck in that mentality of crime as a young person, as a youth, who then at 20 years old got sentenced to life without the possibility of parole, has taken this time to really better myself. You know, it took me several years. It wasn't until I was about 26, 27 that it really dawned on me and clicked and I decided I made a choice to to do something different and you know I've been working on that ever since and you know what I could do and others like myself could do for the youth of this next generation to help not make the same mistakes is also another factor to look at in why these changes really need to come about you know yeah, yeah. You know, like at, at the event, I think one of the, well, it was the, I think it was the MC, Willard, man. And I, I was pretty impressed by him. I think he just got out not, not terribly long time ago, but he's, you know, investing in the youth, as you were talking about. He's, he's teaching them, just teaching them all kinds of stuff, how to, how to keep on course, how to, you know, better their life and how to avoid, you know, the pitfalls that can get you into trouble and and just what he's doing there, it just I, I was like, that's a huge case study. I mean, uh, if, if there's just a, some way to, and this could be something that we could work into a documentary, but some way to sh- show a bunch of those case studies of, of people that have gotten out 
that did a lot of time, but they got out and and now what? Now look at what they're doing. I mean, if 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 that can be shown, not only to the general public but to those that are in power that are able to make decisions, I think that helps helps sway it. Because I, to me, I I think it. I almost feel like it's like I was saying. It's almost like out of sight, out of mind. Like they're just hoping that you know that just right. We'll build another jail. We'll, we'll just make more room for them. Like it's it's such a archaic way of thinking. I just I don't know if they're. I think that they just have a hard time with change. I think is part of it. And I think showing those case studies and showing those people that are that are actually doing it and that are out and making a difference. I mean, those are those are people. Like you can't just take somebody that's you know, never been to jail. And have them try to teach kids that are that are in the inner city that are having having trouble staying out of out of trouble. You know, like you you can't. It has to be somebody that's gone through it. You know, it has to be somebody that that's faced those trials and that is able to really teach them effectively and, and and relate with them. And I think it's just huge, just a huge amount of impact that that people can have. You know, given the opportunity to rehabilitate and change their lives and giving giving them a course of how they can get out of there, a game plan, you know, and checks and balances of just, hey, you know, take care of these things over the next couple of years or over the next five years, and, and then we reevaluate and we say, okay, how are you doing now? Okay, you know, some, some structure, some really solid structure that allows them to have a something to shoot for, like you said, hope, you know, and yes, that's huge. Absolutely, man. Hope is a powerful thing, and it's it's really the ability to change is not going to come from the fear of trouble, and that's been proven over time. Like the fear of consequences is not where real change comes from. I, I it, it never has. Like it never dissuaded me from doing anything that I've done in my life. The fear of the consequences, but what has empowered me to change is is the actual like seeing and really experiencing opportunities of growth and that something better is over here. So, like, the opportunity for the reward of something better, right, and being able to actually come from within, like you were saying, like people that have been through this already, to show and guide the way and really be there because the real change is only going to come from within. It's not going to come from more consequences, tougher laws, and more restrictions, and more enforcement on rules and punishments, higher punishments. Like, that stuff does not work. Like you were saying, that's an archaic way of thinking. The way way that real change actually comes about is by showing something different. Based off positive behaviors. It's like, I'm a a dog trainer, right? That's something that I've been able to learn throughout being incarcerated. And I don't mean to compare people to dogs, but the behavioral is all based on psychology. So it's like, when you see it on that level, it really all makes sense. And that's something that's helped me a lot to gain a lot of perspective about it, is positive reinforcement. It's like, hey, you want Mm -hmm. somebody, you want you want the individual, or in in this case, you wanted the the dog that you know these dogs were bruised and battered that came from all different backgrounds of abuse, 
right? And they come yeah. in and they have all these issues. So you want to change that behavior in them and teach them something new, something positive, right? Some better behaviors that you're looking for. Well, you don't sit there and scold them for the bad stuff that they're doing. That doesn't work. It's not effective. Yeah. What you do is you show them something else to do and then reward them for that, and then they want to do that behavior. You know? Yep. It's the same principle with teaching rehabilitation or finding actual corrections. It's like, don't keep punishing them for that stuff because that's all they know and that's what they're going to do. That's what they've been trained throughout what it, you know, it's their learned behaviors, obviously, but those are their habits. That's their mentality. That's what people have done. That's That was me. You know, I, I show them, you know, show us a better way to do things and then reward the people for doing that stuff. And pretty soon that's what they're going to want to do, you know. So, yeah, that's a good point. You, you see, again, I, I was just completely naive. I kind of felt like that, that was the system that was already in place, you know. I mean, how many people, like, in the, in, in the correctional facility that you're in right now, how many of those inmates do you think would be ready for a program like that? I think that there's a lot. You know, I, I do think that there's a lot. And, and there is, don't get me wrong, there is a lot of people that are not ready for that. However, at the same time, once it comes about and people catch on, it's like anything would change. A lot of times there's there's always going to be resistance to it on either side of the coin, right? On the people that are in the place to implement it and on the, on the people that are the ones that are going to be involved in it. You know, it's, it's going to be changed. But I think that there is a lot of people that are definitely ready for stuff like that you know i've yeah i deal with a lot of the people that are trying to better themselves and improve themselves in some of the programs most of these programs are voluntary by outside sponsors that come in because the actual you know justice system does not provide a lot of that stuff however we we have been able to create spaces and and get their support on allowing us to do it kind of on our own basically is what it is because we have outside sponsors that, that come in and sponsor these type of programs and then you know also a lot of them are led by by inmates because hmm. you know they're that's the best way like I said yeah. to really make an impact is people who have been through it not somebody that's kind of sit there and tell you what to do, but they don't really know nothing about it, you know? Yeah. So I, I deal with, like, a lot of those people, in the, and a lot of them are, you know, trying to do whatever they can, but there just really isn't any opportunity available for us to show, hey, look, this is what we've done, you know, if we were able to get a chance, look at all the other things that we could do, look at what the impact we could have on society, not just in here, and we could you know, provide a place for people like that to come back in to continue to show that pathway and then, you know, like you were saying, make the transition to getting out and what it looks like when you get out. So you have somebody who's experienced both sides. I think that is really the way in which this thing works. And hopefully people will, will start to see, and like you said, showing the 
you know, getting a case study, doing doing some documentary work on some of those cases of people that got out that are currently doing that, I think, would be a great way to really kind of show some proof of this stuff, like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and to be honest with you, I mean, I feel like, and you, you probably agree with me on this, is those weren't, these people that are out there doing stuff now, was it, I don't feel it was because of the justice system preparing them as much as the passion that they, you know, got while they were in there to do good, and, and I don't even think they even are doing good just so that it can get noticed to have the rest of the people get out, you know, I think it's just, I think it's a natural byproduct if somebody's in there and they go through the hard work of changing, you know, the way they think and the way they act and, and, and learn new stuff and grow, I think it's a natural byproduct that they're going to come out and they're going to do good and they're going to do better than a lot of the people that are, had never gone to jail that are, that are kind of, uh, they're just used to all these luxuries and, and, and I just, I just feel like it, there'd be tons more case studies if they started to open up the possibility there. I, you know, one thing I was going to ask you, because I am curious about this, do you, do you feel like they have this, when I say today, I mean like the, the criminal system that's in place right now, the, the, do you think they have this thought that this could potentially open up the floodgates, quote-unquote, to let people out that shouldn't be let out? Is that some? I, I thought I heard that a couple different times, and I, I just don't see how that could be it, you know? I don't see how that could ever even, you know... Can you touch on that or tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that is definitely a fear that a lot of people have that aren't open so much to the ideas that we're talking about here is that, you know, people would end up getting out and then causing harm again, which is definitely, it, it is a possibility. I understand that, that that could potentially happen. However, look at all the people that are getting let out right now that have zero interest in getting out and doing good and all the harm mm. that they're causing. Right. So if you look at that and you weigh it against the the possibility of all these people who are doing good and want to get out and do good and impact change versus what you have going on right now, yeah. uh, good point. I would say I would say that it, it it's only makes the, the only option is to make a change in that system. But it's mm. like with with the parole system, you know, it would have a, a lot of different things in place to ensure that hey, this person is ready for that. You know, yeah, and it's not like they're just going to let you know anybody out. Like you know, they got the, the Green River Killer guy that. They always say, "Well, if we do that, then this guy will be able to get out." Well, that, that, no, that that's not what it is. It means that people would have the opportunity to get out that have demonstrated yeah. these. And it's a case by case basis. Exactly, it's not a one right? one size fits all. You know, it's let's let's give these individuals, these citizens of this country, a opportunity to show, hey, this guy has made these changes, and there's so many different ways to be able to evaluate that now, especially with all the technology, as you pointed out, that we have, and all the different, you know, things that we've learned and what we know about 
stuff to to be able to evaluate that. That it's it's just ridiculous to think that you know oh well maybe somebody's going to get out and and do something that's going to harm society, but yet you're letting all these people out. You know the all these people out that have really zero rehabilitation underneath right. them and. And the other thing is, is, is in the current system that they have in place, it's like they want to wait until your last year, until like one year before you're about to be released, before they provide you the majority of any of the programs that are in place. Right. By that point, people are just doing the program just so they can get out, and they don't really give a shit. You know, they're not, they're not really interested in none of that. So it just doesn't make any sense. You're you're totally right. Like I mean, if they're in there for for in your case, like serving a life sentence, I mean, you got all the time in the world. This can be a, a you know a, a five year plan. It could be a ten year plan. You know, like you start when they first get in there, and you go through a, a series of steps. Like again, I just I was naive. I thought this was just kind of how they did it. But I, I but here we're spending all this money. To keep people in jail instead of spending it, spending it toward rehabilitation and restoration and getting these people like it, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, I think this should be like a no-brainer. I think it should be like already like. And again, I think it comes back to the fact that I think it's just ignorance. I think there's just a lot of people out there like me that just didn't know that don't know. You know, they don't know what's going on. They don't know that that this is not in place. They don't know that there's a another way they don't know where their money is going and i think that just bringing light to that bringing exposure to that and whatever means necessary and in, in our case you know making a movie like whatever it takes get get this out there get this you know into the into the homes where they can see what's going on and understand it more. and i mean and then you touched on another good point i mean they're letting out a lot of other people with no with no real game plan not not preparing them I mean, it has to be from the day they get in there. I mean, like soon after, because then that gives them an incentive, like you're like a reward system that you're talking about. I mean, using the carrot versus the stick, giving them a chance to like you know shoot for something instead of you know like no end of the tunnel. No, you know that just doesn't even doesn't even compute. Doesn't make sense to me. Right, and I think that the majority of people would agree with you if they understood that like if it was if it was really laid out for them and they could see that that is what the reality is but like you said it's like most people are just don't even really know probably don't even care and you know it's so that's that's the way that it just stays it's the status quo and mm-hmm. so i think that okay. with, with what we're doing here making a film and being able to get that out there widely spread and, you know, the more people that, that get in on it and the more people that really, who do know about it, spread the word about it, the, the more change, that actual change will be in effect. And I think things will begin to be seen a little differently. So, uh, Very true. Well said. Well said. Ryan, I just, I appreciate you coming on here, and I appreciate you working with us, man. I know you got your production company that, what's the, what's the name of that? Uh, Brian Gaver Films, and you can uh, find it on, at BrianGaver.com or you can Instagram Brian Gaver Films. 
couple ways to reach you. Yeah, man, phenomenal work that you're doing. I, I'm really, I really got to say that everybody who's checked it out is, has been very highly impressed with the quality that you put out, man. So I, I look forward it. to. Appreciate. It. I look forward to working on you with this or working with you on this, man. It's, I think it's going to be, you know, top notch stuff. So I'm excited too. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Awesome. Thank you, I man. I just got one last question, which you pretty much covered it, but an outright question about what you think about life sentences. What I think about life sentences, I think that they are a um, they're a way to to avoid spending work on people, taking the time to really work on people. I think it's a way of just putting a stamp, some sort of label, trying to justify it, to try to out of sight, out of mind, make it so that they don't have to deal with it. And I think it's a, it's just, it's an immature approach. It's, it's very uh, simple, archaic, and outdated. I just think it, that it needs to transcend that to where we're, we're looking at this as an opportunity when they get put in jail, as an opportunity to take this person and, and create a new uh, a new person, a new uh, civilian that is restored and, and has hope for their life. I mean, people get in trouble. I think initially because they have no hope, they don't have anything to shoot for. What's the you know what's the worst that could happen? But I think giving them that hope and giving them a chance is is, is the ticket. So. All right, man. That's very very well said. I I agree with everything you just said there, man. And I just want to say thank you. Brian, and, and definitely if, if anybody's out there that, that needs some film work done, Brian Gaver Films is, is where it's at, and this guy does top-notch work. So I really, I really appreciate you, and I look forward to, to working more with you in the future and what we put together here with this film. Me too, me too, and keep, keep the hope, man. Keep up what you're doing in there. It's making a difference. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Take care. Take care. All right. Hey. Man, that was a cool interview. I really like that guy. What do you think about him, Cecilia? I got my wife, Cecilia, here with me, the wife of a lifer. You can find her at wife of a lifer. Or she's also on Design Conviction. We're going to be putting more of our story on there. So go ahead and tune in. But, Cecilia, what do you think? I think that Brian's a very cool individual, and I'm happy that we were able to touch his life and make him realize that things are not how it's supposed to be. We're getting support not only from him but many other people, so that's very exciting. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited about it. And, you know, I know that you got a chance to work with him side by side and, and really get to know him a little bit, and I'm just curious as to what you think. You know, like, what what's your opinion about the guy? I am very, very impressed. It was not only me, but everybody from the team and friends and supporters that were there that were witness of his work, his He's truly a professional. I I can see that he for him 
he was making art with it. The science commission is about art, how art changes lives, and he does art with his video and his production. And we will be releasing one of the highlight videos of the event that he helped us record soon, so you will see the quality of his of his work. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying. You were saying that it was it was really impressive, and I know that you're a tough critic too. Uh, like if, if there's some flaws yes, in it, <laughs> if there's some flaws in it, you gotta point them out, and, and I know you won't hesitate to do that. So, the fact that that Brian passed your test and, and that you're really happy with it means that you know I'm I can't wait to see what what type of reactions we get in that and how you know people can be captivated by this and really move to you know maybe take some action on furthering. What, what we're doing here, our endeavors, and, and just making a difference in the world because at the end of the day, that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to make a difference and open the minds and make awareness to things that people really don't know about. And that was something, some of the things that Brian were talking about, you know, before he came into this project, he really didn't really have an idea of the issues that we're facing. No, he he didn't have an idea, but he was really open that they to listen different perspectives of the information. So he got the information, and he was able to put together a really cool four minutes uh, video. That I'm really really as you're right. I'm very perfectionist and very critical, but I really like her his work. Definitely, it's really cool. Yeah, so if you're ever in need of a, a film guy, don't hesitate to check out Brian Gaber Films because that guy is the truth, man. I appreciate you coming on here, and, and don't forget to, to check out Wifey on A Wife of a Lifer. She's, she's really doing some things herself. I know you got the chance to visit Sarah. Sarah was in Portland last week. She has the bedroom project. You can search for the bedroom project that is basically consists of several pictures of women that used to serve life in prison and now they're out in parole and it's very touching. She's, she's the great. She's the, the best. So people should definitely go and look for the bedroom project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and you had a lot of nice things to say about it. It was it was pretty cool just to hear about the story and how this lady has kind of basically devoted her life to covering the stories of these these women that were serving life sentences and ended up getting out. Is that right? Yes, exactly. She used to be a public defender to stop uh, doing that like more than 10 years ago. And then she took the camera after doing some art, and for some reason she ended up going back to the criminal justice. But in this point is in a point that where she is looking into these ladies as a people and are capturing their stories. So it's really, really cool, really fun to look for. Yeah, and also you can look forward to we have an interview coming up with her. So. Look forward to hearing more about her and, and check out the bedroom project. She's got 
really some captivating and amazing stories to tell. So thank you. Thank you very much for joining us on here, Cecilia. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to having you on more. And thanks for joining in to Life of a Lifer. Don't forget to get on the Instagram, A Life of a Lifer. Find us on Facebook. Go to lifeofalifer.com and subscribe. We've got all kinds of offers coming up. Man, we're coming out with all kinds of cool stuff. And stay tuned to find out more about attending this event that we got coming up. It's going to be off the hook, man. I got to tell you that I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a phenomenal production. I'll tell you more about it next week. Thank you very much and have a great day.